hey, hey, this is Laura. And this is Ardeen, and welcome to another episode of What Happens After Dark. Dark. What happens in the dark is creepy Millie hiding in the dark (laughs) (laughs) with buggy eyes and a bite your toes. And lick them after and she bites them she so they're bloody. The lotion I shaved pollution. Oh my god! It's like Lily, don't lick. No, no. She that's her thing. She loves to lick the, the lotion. lotion off your legs. So a funny story, real quick. So when we were living with my mom for a short time before uh, Shania and I moved back up to San Pete, my mom got up and had just like lotioned her legs. Mm-hmm. She had on a dress, and Millie started licking like the crook of the in the back uh-huh. and she would not stop and my mom was like stop it stop it stop it and like freaking out she's gonna eat her legs it was hilarious <laughs> i was trying so hard not to laugh but it was so funny it's like one of those times where you're like bite it while you're at it yes she is a lotion lover yeah i came home last week and she i had a little like t- uh thing of lotion behind that one buddha over there and i found it over at the kitchen with bite marks she had gotten it and tried She's to like open to it. it open stinker she likes lip gloss too yeah she, she likes, likes to, have to be greased up. up my lips yes <laughs> i think she just likes to be greased up i don't know <laughs> weirdo she's so cute she's adorable we gotta put a picture of her and lily on her yeah so they can meet uh lily and millie yep i changed my adorable i changed my see that one like where they're oh the two yeah lily likes to lay on top of millie but their sister i mean they just love each other so so cute yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear about your um, class that you had last night. It was, it was amazing. Awesome. I have never done a drum circle and got drummed. And it was amazing because we had this music. We're singing, going around in a circle. And it was like four ladies at a time inside. And they're the ones we were drum, the back and then the front. Mm-hmm. And then we learned to do like a offering where we mixed a whole bunch of things and what it means. Oh, wow. And then we had to write a letter of what we want to let go and what we want to receive. And we tied it up and then we do like a little thank you and meditation and throw it in the fire and then turn around. You can't see it. And it was incredible. Oh, wow. And she said July and August are very, very important Uh, classes that she wants to make sure no one misses i don't know how they can make such a commitment and not show up yeah and it costs money like it's 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 not something that's free but i think because she puts so much of herself into its product Mm -hmm. you know and stuff and i think you have to be firm with people sometimes when you do those so too because we all committed and made vows and even signed an agreement that we are going to commit to this and i notice a lot of them listed like over i don't know why i don't understand i love it so much i wish i could do it every week it would yeah. be amazing and i love Lori and mama angel but i don't understand how they can just not show up yeah. No, if you and put that much time and energy into yeah, it, you should be there. Uh-huh. And she gets disappointed, and rightfully so, because, you know, she prepares for it, and 
that's the thing. If she prepares for X amount of people to be there and then they're not, yeah. then there's time wasted yeah. for her mm-hmm. and she could have been doing something else. Uh-huh. I get that with my own awakened doors and, like, and stuff. She's, she's going to try and encourage and push everyone to be in July and August because those are very important. They're yeah. the most important classes. And then we have the retreat, which is a whole weekend in October. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we go. She has a friend has a huge mansion and we go stay there and it's like in the middle nowhere it's just all nice beautiful probably like no electronics or anything just nice i wouldn't probably at night when we're done and we have free time then i'll probably call felix but while I'm in the class, I turn off my phone. I don't oh, yeah. want to be interrupted by absolutely anybody. No, that's like that's a sacred time. time. Yeah, yeah, it's my time. It's your time to like rejuvenate and yeah. stuff. It, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. And it's the, I forgot to bring my drum. And so, but next week we're doing the somersault soiree. And so I'm going to make sure I don't forget to bring my drum. Yeah. It was super cool. So how did it go for you uh, with Pride Festival in Idaho? Oh, we had so much fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh, One thing I was just thinking about when you said like Mama Angel, almost every single reading I had, the people were pulling cards were at least over three fours and four fours and five fours in a card reading, like the numbers of the cards. So we were constantly looking that up, you know, to see like what the meaning was Mm -hmm. behind that, which is good luck. You know, you've got someone watching over you and yeah, time, the right place. Uh Five, five, five is the universe making changes. Yep. It was awesome. Like just the filling and stuff there. And, and, uh, but yeah, when I do my episode, I'm going to share more about that and just like things that happened with protesters and stuff, but oh, it was definitely ridiculous. amazing feeling. And I just, I owe so much to Shania and Diego because it would not have come together without them. Oh, like it just, bless their hearts. They're yeah, just they worked wonderful. hard. I mean, they put the canopy up. We, they did even the wind was insane oh. and trying to like pin the fabric up and it, it was just, it was wild. And they manned like the front because I was in the back doing uh-huh. readings. And so, you know, the money coming in and stuff, and I had a pocket of their money, a pocket of my money. Yeah. And, and then when we took a break, she just takes out this water cash and she's like, I'm tired of having this in my pants. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. So, but, but I think the setup could be like an L shape. Yeah, that's so what we're going to... people gonna, can come into the tent. Yeah, we're going to do that, and we're going to purchase a better canopy. The one that the family family has, it's literally like the roof to shade yeah. you. Uh-huh. But we looked on Amazon, and we found one for 140 that has, oh, nice. like, the walls that come down. Oh, nice. So if it is windy, it's more sturdy. Yeah. So okay. we're going to invest in that one so that we can be to, in August 12th, on August 12th in Orem, Utah, is the Trans Pride, and we're going to be there again. We'll have more product and and be ramped up for that so and you can uh, still hang the curtains with the background drops that you yeah. had was so cool i love yeah the we did with the pictures oh yeah oh, we have to so remount pretty. the pictures because we had to be tricky on hanging those and it i mean we ruined all the material because the safety pins were ripping because the wind was so strong yeah and so we've got to make some changes it was definitely a learning experience yeah it was our first time being a vendor and just you know there we're like okay this is what we need to do different this is what we need yeah. to do different and and so we've we're gonna do that and and um, 
and see how it goes. But I think each time we do it, it'll get better. Like, of course. Of yeah, course. it'll get better. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if we make it to Boise Pride. I don't know. That booth rents 450 And we'd have to have so much product. And we really want to just, like, test the waters in Orem. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we tested in, in Pocatello. And shout out to Pocatello. The people there in that community are so loving and so giving. And literally they come and buy stuff from you but you also get a hug oh, you they're like thank you I for being that. here for us and you know and just being there and showing up and and supporting and it just the feeling there salt lake was so humongous and corporatized mm-hmm. but pocatello is smaller and it is a community mm-hmm. like it's just it's the feelings there i walked away just i was in tears multiple times like i just could not believe the love that people show for each other there and it's love how can love be so wrong i don't understand no i take any kind of love over any kind of hate yeah no and the protesters i will tell you guys this in this one so there were protesters we were at a park it's called caldwell park and there's cement you know walkways all the way around in the grassy area in the middle Uh and everything like a normal park so the protesters were walking around the park on the sidewalks um after they got them removed from the actual pride festival in the middle and every time the protesters would start to walk there were a lot a line of um like um well, just human beings, you know, different types, but they all had umbrellas that had rainbows and they were like blocking out the hate and just walking with them. And probably about an hour of them doing that, all the protesters left. Good. Yeah. I was like, score. Yes, they won. They won. <laughs> yeah. Winners. There's no place for that. There's, we don't go to ridiculous. their church buildings and, and say, protesting. hey, come be gay. Let's let's persuade you to be gay. You know, no, we don't do that. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's so sad. So I'm like, screw it you. It loves me the wrong way. Yeah. It does. Like, what world do you live in? If anything, United States is the number one country in the world where you have freedom to be who you want to be. And they're squishing it over and over. Oh, it's nice. get, it's getting worse. And I kept, Shania could tell on my face that I was getting ready to go say something to one of them. And she's like, Mom, get that look off your face and just be calm. Yeah, <laughs> she knew. Because it's worse. Yes. Because that's they want what you they want. To they be. want you to react mm-hmm. when you don't. Then they lose. They're yep. wasting their time. So I was like, okay, fine. I won't be a mama bear. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, they kept, for some reason, they kept targeting Shania to want to take pictures. And at first, Diego, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, they want to take a picture. And Shania's like, oh, for a selfie. And she's like, ah, like, you know, this. Because yeah. she loves taking pictures. And Diego's like, stop. No, this is not a good thing. And so then the umbrella people came and shielded Shania. Good. And I was like, this Bless is awesome. Them. That was an awesome idea. Whoever yeah. thought of that was genius. Yes. They should do it at all the Pride yeah. festivals everywhere. Yep, just that walk around. That is a good idea mm-hmm. to have a crew that just does that. And they had security was awesome. And the, they had police presence there. And it just was very, very, it was just, it was beautiful. Um, the I'm drag so queens good. that were performing, I could oh. barely see from where we were. And I had so many people coming in that I didn't, I really didn't have time to watch. But um, the w- little bit I did see, they were so beautiful. Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, They're you so guys. fun. I love yes. the shows. Yeah. They're hilarious. So, I used to go to one in Florida, man. They were funny as heck. 
They, they are, were amazing. I mean, they know how to put a show. Yes, they do. They do. And they just, their dress and their makeup. I'm like, number one, I've never been a huge makeup person, but I could never do my makeup that good, that even perfect? if I was. I know. Yeah, I know. They, but they, I was talking to one of them and they said, you know, we literally like, well, for that one, he's like, I took classes so that I could learn how to and, do it. Yep. And now it's just, it's, you know, he's like, she was just like, it's who I am. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was awesome. And how is that wrong? I don't get it. No, you get to be who you want and you shouldn't have. It's like us protesting, you know, for you being Catholic or for you. Being Mormon, Mormon and going in your in temple. temple. You don't see our drag queens at a temple saying, don't go in there. Don't, you know, they don't do that they don't stuff. They do that. It's stupid. And if they tried, they would be thrown in jail. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Well. So, yeah. <gasps> but let's talk about this guy you told me about. Oh, the news. Yeah. This is all over TikTok, guys. And it's heart-wrenching. It's unbelievably horrible. This man in Ohio, uh, his name is uh, Chad Dorman. He admitted at the scene to have uh, executed his three children. They were three years old, four and seven years old. And there was a teenager, the stepdaughter, that got away and went and got help from the fire department. She was just frantically screaming, going down the streets, and people pulled over to help her and get her to the authorities, and they came, but it was too late. Well, what blows my mind is their skulls are so little, but it says it wasn't even just like a gun. It was a rifle. A rifle. Like, I mean, there was execution. There was probably like nothing left of their heads. They're so tiny at three, four, and seven that it, to get shot like that, I mean, it would just destroy their everything. Everything. And can you imagine being and the coroner? And I think coroner? the oldest one tried to run. Yeah, that's what it said. He tried to run. To and run. And cut him back and drug him and drug him back. And drug him back and put him there to shoot him. The mom came out trying to protect him, and he shot the, her in the hand. And these cops, you can see the outrage when they came to arrest him, and he was like, nothing. Like, yeah, no he remorse. openly admits it. Admits it. I did it. I did it. Yeah. And they, he's like, oh, my handcuffs are too tight. And they're like, shut the fuck up. And it's like, you have the right to remain fucking silence and you know the rest. Yeah. And they shove him in the car. And oh my God, they wanted to, you can see how hard it was for them to control themselves and not beat the crap out of this man. Yeah. And he, and he right away went to court. And they say, and then uh, his. Look at him. He's like crying, crying in the court. Crying at court. Why are you crying? Yeah. And he's like, he. I think he made a comment like, you know, so he said um, it was, he not only committed the killings, but he had planned it out to kill his so, toddlers, Oh my you know, God. to kill his babies. And this why? picture, I'm like, why are you crying, you son of a bitch? The only reason why you're crying is because you're going to jail. But exactly. what, I, what I found is they had to protect him. They've got like a full body, body gun, gun yeah, to protect I him. I shoot him in the face. Yeah. And look at the cops' faces. You can tell they, they just are, are like... They're hating him. And his lawyer said that he wanted him with a uh, 2000 bond. And then the defense attorney's like, no, I'm going to add a couple of zeros. And it's like, no, I want his bond to be $20 million so he can't get out. And the judge is like, $20 million it is. 
Yeah, if you kill your three children, you shouldn't have In just cold a blood tooth. like that. Yeah, execution style. Mm-hmm. You're a, you're a cycle. And on US to UST USA Today, they have like a little video of. I guess this must be like an arraignment, like the first yeah, step. The, the first step, yeah. But. And he's like stone cold killer right mm-hmm. there. His face is just. And they say they might not need to even take him to court because he already openly admit that he did it. So they could just do a sentencing yeah. instead of like going mm-hmm. to court. Oh, he's thank definitely going to get death sentence. I don't know if I, oh, I don't. Ohio has that. I think so. Oh, yeah, they should. The picture that killed me though was the little that you pointed out to me was the little bike out there with the, yeah, blood, the blood on the on seat the and on the grass yeah. and. I mean, it just shows you and how the mom, small they were. And the video when they're arresting him, the mom is hysterical. Uh, you took my entire life away. You destroyed my entire life. Why, why you took him away? And she's just hysterical. Like she wants to, and they're holding her back. Oh, I'm gosh. like, I would have accidentally let her go. And when he's in handcuffs, let her give him a couple of kicks in the face and in the balls. Yeah, it says right here in the first call received at 4.15 uh-huh. p.m., the an unknown woman was screaming that her babies had been shot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That gives me chills. And she was saying he killed him. He killed him. He killed him. I can't even imagine that pain. Like, and he was going to kill all of them. The girl got away. And by the time he shot the mom, the cops, I think, pulled up and she was like trying to block, like yeah. put their hands to block him. And he, he, she got shot in the hand. Yeah. It's, so at 418, a person who was driving by the home reported that a young girl uh-huh. was running down the road saying that her father was killing, killing everyone. everyone. Oh, my gosh. And he was just sitting in the front step waiting for them to come get him. Can you Im- like imagine the therapy that the mom and this girl are going to have to go through for the rest of their lives? For the rest of their I lives. I guarantee you it's going to be a lifetime therapy. Because how can, I mean, not just because your kids were killed, but like you witnessed it too. How they were killed. Yeah. Like oh, I just, I, I feel so bad I for feel them. So them. I know. I, I just feel terrible. And how, like, I hope they release some kind of statement where he says why he planned that. Cause I didn't I see hope so. what in there anywhere where it actually stated, you know, that he, why he did that. The only thing I can think of was to hurt the mom. Yeah. And if you hate your spouse so much, just fucking leave. Leave. Don't kill your own flesh and blood. I think he he either snapped Uh or he is just insane. I don't think he snapped because he's been planning it. That is true. So it's not a snap. It's not a snap. No, then he's just a psychopathic. He's just crazy. Yeah. A sick fuck. And that's it. And do you know what they do, though, in prison? The prisoners do to, like, child molesters and uh, child stuff? killers. Oh, yeah. They go out. He's going to get. He's going to be somebody's bitch in no time. He's oh, probably yeah. already somebody's bitch right oh, now. Oh, yeah. He's going to get that tenfold back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll and he the deserves. Out of him. They'll oh, rape I... him with stuff. I hope so. Oh, yeah. I, and... I hope it hurts every little bit. Yeah. And not because I'm not a mean, vindictive person, people. And I don't like we do not condone condone violence or anything. But with someone this just such a sicko that would kill his own children, I can't help but feel rage and anyone sadness. And I'm sorry, I do believe in karma and karma's a bitch. And if you do that, your karma is going to be horrific. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. You do reap what you sow. So Mm -hmm. for sure. (sighs) 
All right. What do you, wow. what do you, what a, you got something light for us now after that? Or? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Utah haunted road trip. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about this. I'm so excited. I know. We should do it like on a Sunday. Like we leave, let's say, 8 a.m. We should probably be back by 6. Oh, see, that's we not bad. just go to all these places. Um, but I don't know if they're open on Sunday. We'll have to research that. Yeah, we live in but the state of Utah. Fun. And, I would think you know everybody. Sunday's close because of LDS. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, it's going to be so much better in Idaho. Yeah, we're excited to get there, They're guys. Open on Sundays, right? Some are still closed, but not. A, it's not as bad as it's Utah. Not yeah. Like here. Not fanatic. All right. So this trip is 133 miles long. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'll take about four to five hours to complete the whole drive without stopping. With stopping, obviously, it's going to take a lot. Yeah. Probably eight hours. Well, I would think like when you reach a certain point, you're going to want to stop, get out and kind of like look. Stretch and and look, take pictures. Obviously, you're going to do that. And then I think one of them is a restaurant. You probably want to go in and and get some food food and and stuff. So it starts at the Rio Grande Depot in Salt Lake City. Oh, where all the homeless are basically at is where the Rio Grande on the Rio Grande area. Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's a huge homeless area right there. It's, oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. The depot. Mm-hmm. Depot is like the train station. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at 270 South Rio Grande Street, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, the Rio Grande Depot is most certainly haunted by several spirits. But the most famous is the Purple Lady. Ooh. I wonder if we should do that at night. I wonder what the, like a purple dress or her skin is purple. Purple dress, probably. Okay. Yeah. This beautiful woman is wearing a dark purple oh. hat and dress from the early 1900s. Okay. I just pictured this because you love purple. I could just see you seeing this lady and being like, I know you're dead, but I love your dress. I, love your dress. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Oh, let's do a selfie. Boom. Because <laughs> that's our Dean's favorite color is purple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And she is seen in the woman's bathroom and a balcony area. Ooh. She apparently was killed at the depot when she and her fiance got into a fight. He threw her ring down onto the tracks. Oh, no. And she was hit and killed by an oncoming train as she was down to retrieve the ring. Learning more about oh. this, the haunted place in Utah and the story of the Purple Lady. Oh, that's so sad. What I wonder jerk. if you die instantly if you got hit by a train oh, like course. that. I would hope With that so. much strength? Yeah, I would hope so. you get so. squished? Oh, no. Oh, like squash, like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that poor lady. That's not a good way That's to go. That's not a good way She's to go. She's probably trapped there because sure. she died so tragically. Yeah, of course. It's a beautiful building with a unique history. It was constructed just one year after the Union Pacific Depot and designed to be much more elaborate. While the Union Pacific Depot was built in 1909 at a cost of $300,000. Oh, my God, back then. The Rio Grande cost seven hundred fifty to build. All the extra money resulted in the building with gorgeous architectural details, including the huge arch windows on the second story. In its heyday, the train depot was bustling, busy place, but it was supposedly uh, the site of a terrible tragedy. Oh. I mean, just to see the building alone has got to be pretty. 
Oh yeah, it. I've driven by it. It is. Oh, you have. It to me really look because I don't think the Rio Grande is open anymore. Like, oh. like I don't think it's like they have. I'm gonna look it up real quick, but it looks like definitely like an old time um, train station building. Um, it should be so people can see. If so anything, make like a museum or something out of it. Oh, they have like little things like the Rio Grande Cafe there. Oh, so they um, probably have like a little. Yeah. Okay, that makes that would be nice. Yeah. yeah so they have like little things historical there. Historical places like that should not be. But when I've driven past it at night, it definitely has like a a vibe, like a, yeah, an aura of like mystery and like you know that feeling that you mm. get. So yay, <laughs> we should do this real quick yeah, at night. You want to do? It? I wonder if they do it. Like, is it a guided? Thing? No, this is where you can just drive on your car. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should do it at night then. Should yeah. If they let us in. Yeah, I think that would be cool. <sighs> or early afternoon. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So not long after the depot opened, a woman was killed on the tracks. The story goes that the woman and her fiancé were arguing while standing on the platform. Either the woman or her fiancé threw the engagement ring down the tracks Sobbing and distraught, the woman went down onto the tracks to retrieve the ring, um, but was hit by an incoming train and killed. Mm -hmm. The purple lady has been spotted in several locations throughout the train depot over the years. The first known sighting was back in 1947, when a female train passenger stopped to use the restroom. She claimed to have seen a woman wearing a purple dress and a large purple hat in the style of the early 1900s. Since that sighting, many people have seen the purple lady. That would be so awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool to experience yeah. that. She's <clears throat> most often seen in the woman's restaurant. Sorry. But guests and employees have seen her in the Rio Grande Cafe, a restaurant located in the depot's um, main floor. Employees also report hearing singing and footsteps at night <laughs> after the restaurant is closed. Security guards have seen the purple lady in the mezzanine at night and have also heard her footsteps. In addition to the purple lady, it's believed that several other ghosts inhabit the depot. There have wow. been many sightings of other ghosts in the mezzanine who appears to be male. It's thought that he might be a past uh, station master or even the fiance of the purple lady. What do you think? Mm. I think if there's like multiple men, maybe it could be like people who were building that and got killed tragically while building, building it. Building it too. And they could be trapped there okay. um, or something. I kind of like feel that energy of like, it's people that have worked on the Rio Grande track or the building or something. Mm -hmm. And there may have been tragedy during that time. So yeah, interesting. Gosh, I just hope I don't die and get trapped like that. I want oh, to be able no. to, yeah. Uh, mm -mm. Man, I'd hunt some, yeah. some nasty bitches. Yeah. I'd come and torture them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is the Salt Lake City Cemetery, America Avenue. Oh, where we already went. Oh, my stuck. gosh. That was so <laughs> We got <fun>. locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So don't listen to the signs that says it's open till 11. It is not. <laughs> it lies. It lies. <laughs> if it wasn't for that police officer, we would have not gotten out. Ever. No, because we and we drove past that exit like three times. <laughs> and we never saw it. And it had big uh, letters. Exit. <laughs> I Duh. think we were like, well, I know we me and Shania and Jago. And we were like, so like, oh my gosh, we're going to be stuck here. That I think panic takes over. Yeah. And then you don't see anything anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was too. I was trying to look for gates. I wasn't yeah, not looking anything. for. I was yeah. just looking for a gate too. So, but that that cemetery is definitely somewhere to visit. I loved it. I abs- I actually really loved that cemetery for the hugeness of it. But like how there were different areas, like that big circle thing in the middle, you can clearly tell it's Catholic, uh-huh. and the Jewish sex- sex- section section, not sexting section. <laughs> like the old section too. Yeah. It, it was incredible. That's where Lily Gray's yes. uh, got killed by the 666 beast was yeah. Emo's grave and plenty more. There's yeah. plenty more. I mean, you can't go wrong no. going to that place. I mean, it was yeah. incredible. And, well, we said on our first episode that, you know, that story that the officer shared that yeah. he has to be there sometimes. Uh because the stupid kids that come in and the vandals, and yeah, stuff. vandals and stuff. So yeah, so we already talked about that. So I'm not going to give much yeah. details, but that was another stop. And there's Fort Douglas, uh, on Potter Street, in Salt Lake City. Uh, Fort Douglas was the site of several suicides and murders in the early years of 1896 and 1901. I did not know that. I've driven past that, but I did not know that. Really? I have not seen any of these places. I've been here two, going on three years now. Girl, we need to do this. (laughs) I know. Okay. And some of those spirits may haunt the cemetery and fort museum today. The ghost most often seen is the one nicknamed Clem, who is a short, stocky man with a beard wearing a a Civil War era uniform. He seems happy enough, but tends to startle museum staff when he shows up unexpectedly. What a name, Clem. Clem. And the way you described him, that's like perfect for his name. I can picture him too. (laughs) Did you say Clem or Flem? (laughs) Flemmy Clem. Flemmy Clem, Clem. (laughs) If your name's Clem, we're sorry. No, we're not. (laughs) I know, psych. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, the Fort Douglas was established right in the middle of the Civil War in October Mm -hmm. 1862. Its purpose was to keep the mail route and telegraph lines safe through the Utah Territory. Though uh, the soldiers here didn't fight on Civil War battlefields, they still fought in several conflicts with Native Americans, including the Battle of Bear River. Oh, Mm. that's way up north. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's a pretty place. Yes, it is. Well, I've only seen pictures, but, and those are gorgeous. I've never been up to Bear River, but. Uh, The first year we were here, we went for Mother's Day. Uh, Chris rented a cabin, huge luxury cabin. And we spent Mother's Day weekend there. It was gorgeous. Oh, nice. It was so beautiful. Oh, so peaceful. Uh, The battle left 21 soldiers dead and 46 wounded. Hundreds of Shoshone men, women, and children were killed, and more than 100 were taken captive. Um, Desertion and suicide were common back in those days. Uh, Several murders took place at the fort, too. 
On August 1st, 1899, First Sergeant John Jackson was murdered by another soldier. John had ordered Private William Carter to groom his horse. Private Carter, a hothead with a short temper, pulled out his gun and shot the sergeant instead. Oh, wow. The superior. Hmm. Visitors at Fort Douglas report seeing a ghost wandering around the grounds, and many believe that it's the spirit of John Jackson. First Sergeant Jackson was given the nickname Clem. Oh, so he's, he's the Clem. Clem. Okay. Oh, Clem the Phlegm guy. <laughs> uh, years ago by a troop of, boy, uh, troop of Boy Scouts who saw him and the nickname stuck. <laughs> People who've seen Clem say that he's a short, stocky man with a full beard. He's wearing the Civil War uniform and he shows up in spots all around the fort. He's often seen wandering through the headstones of the Fort Douglas Cemetery. Clem also uh, makes appearances in many of the buildings around the fort. Wow. As well as on the nearby University of Utah campus. Oh. <gasps> nice. Wow. Clem, you're our kind of guy. <laughs> Clem enjoys hanging out at the Fort Douglas Military Museum. Uh, volunteers and employees there say that they have caught glimpse of him and often hear noises that are attributed of his wanderings. Wow. That'll be interesting. We should do it like if we leave, like, say, three o'clock. Yeah. Or four o'clock. And even. start in the desk time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we get to the end. Yeah. It'll be dark. Be dark. We'll put it on our calendar. When I get yeah. back home. We'll figure it out yeah, a day. And go. You want to yeah. do a Saturday night so we can sleep? I know. That's what I was thinking. So we can sleep in yeah, Sunday. Because, okay. yeah, we'll be going all night. So Okay. Next, Brigham Young Farmhouse. Oh, This is know. also called the Place Monument. It's located 2601 East Sunnyside Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. We've been there. Really? We walked around that whole place. It does have very creepy vibes there. They won't let you in at night there. They have certain hours for sure. Okay. This is the place. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's got, it's got vibes, man. (laughs) Big Mm. time vibes. If you ever visited this place, uh, the monument, the place monument, you've seen, you've seen Brigham Young's distinctive pink farmhouse. Mm -hmm. It's said to be haunted by several spirits, including two Brigham's wives, Annalisa Webb and Lucy Ann Decker. Anne was not a a happy polygamist. In fact, she later left the church and wrote a scathing memoir about her experience. Ooh. If you go back on my Facebook page, like years, you'll see the pictures of us there at that house. Oh, I'm going to take a look at it. Yeah, I have pictures of us there with my auntie and stuff. Okay. She particularly hated the noise that the children made running around the porch. She shows up in one of the upper bedrooms, Lucy is supposedly a kindly spirit who is often witness witness in the kitchen during tours. Oh, staff and visitors have also claimed to see Brigham Young himself at the house. Uh, Brigham Young, June 1st, 1801 uh, to August 29, 1877, was an American religious leader and politician he was the second president of the Church of Jesus of the Latter-day Saints, yep, LDS, the yep. 
from 1847 until his death, 1877. During his time as a church president, Young led his followers. He had like how many wives? I can't even tell you. I just want to insert this into that. Out of all the prophets that I learned about being in the LDS church, Brigham Young to me is the most deplorable human being that ever lived on this planet. Absolutely. I'd rather meet Charles Manson face to face than this guy. Yeah, me too. He had 56 wives and 57 children. Yeah. That's disgusting. It's it's no. bad. And he would Okay, so there's a story from up in the Manti area. He he there was a lady that was married to an older man and he could not have children. So he Brigham Young said to them, "Jesus Christ told me you guys need to get divorced and your wife needs to marry this younger man or something like that mm-hmm. so that you can bear children and bring them into the church." So she left the man that she had been married to all these years and loved so much. And because she believed Brigham Young to be the prophet, did exactly what he said. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. It's all horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I have no respect. I hope he is twitching, turning in his grave and a lot of mud and shit. Yep. Maybe he's buried at the American... Maybe we can go find his. Uh, he's probably in his property. No, he's no. not buried there. At this is the place. But I wonder if he's buried at the Salt Lake, the big American, because there's other prophets and stuff, oh, church yeah. leaders there's that are buried there. Section. Yeah. Maybe we should check it out. Yeah, we should go. Because when I went with my brother, we did see some Brigham yeah. things and we yeah. were taking pictures there. Mm-hmm. Not knowing, of yeah. course. But yeah, I think he's there when you first come in. Yeah. He is. He's deplorable. So the first haunting that appears to occur at this real haunted house is the spirit of Brigham Young himself. It is believed that Brigham Young loved the house so dearly that he found it difficult to leave it once he passed from his physical world to the spiritual world. I would say to the demon world. He has been seen in numerous locations of the home. He appears to be relatively old. When his apparition is seen, many have described him as a man in his 70s. He often is seen with a cane and appears to be relatively friendly. His spirit seems to be an intelligent haunting as he communicates with individuals at the home. He is believed to have um, the Wilcox family. Part of his family? Oh, no, he has. Hold on. He is believed to have communicated with the woman who restored the home after taking advice from the spirit, the Wilcox family. Did a great deal of restoration to the real haunted house and elected to give it to the ever popular Mormon church. So it says he's buried in the Mormon Pioneer Memorial Monument Maybe it is that he is buried there. It's a private cemetery and memorial. It is the burial site of Brigham Young and his legal non-plural wife, Mary Ann and Angel, along with other wives and family members. So he's not at the big Salt Lake one, but he's there somewhere around there because it is on First Avenue, isn't that? Oh, yeah, isn't that's that? second. Yeah, so it's there somewhere near there anyways. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. All right. So they believe that the celebration was in order and held a social gathering at the home. They met a young man who was uh, pleasantly dressed in clothing of a period 
of the late 1800s believed that the man was dressed in this clothing to celebrate the true history of the home. They continued to have a detailed and pleasant conversation with him. Eventually, someone came and took a picture of the three. Later, when the film was developed, the man that the couple was talking to was not in the picture at all. Wow. Instead, there was just empty space. It is believed that this was possibly the spirit of the past um, by the name of Zhang Yang. Maybe one uh, of his kids. Maybe. maybe Or a brother. Who knows? Some, yeah. In many instances, there have been documented paranormal experiences in which the sounds of children playing, talking, uh. and laughing can be heard. This is especially true of the room that is appropriately named the ballroom. It is in this room that several social gatherings for the children in the home of the past, as well as their neighboring friends, gathered uh, to have parties and play. Uh, today, it appears that the children still linger there, but in a residual type haunting. Um, this basically means that since the children had so much fun in the room, they left a high level of energy behind. So today, the living can still experience the energy. Wow. Interesting. Then the next stop is um, Park City Silver Mines. Ooh. Have you been there? No, that's one I cannot say I've been to. But silver is my metal. I don't like gold. I love silver. Silver. Um, Though they're long abandoned, the silver mines near Park City are reported to be haunted by miners. Miners 49ers? Yeah. (laughs) 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 that's a good one when you think of utah ghost towns places like grafton cisco and frisco which we're gonna have to go probably come to mind uh with the exception of just a few many of the beehive states ghost towns were mining towns that boomed then busted now they sit abandoned their hope and promise nothing more now than dust in the wind and sagebrush we should get some sage. Yeah. Yeah. Make our own little sages. Yeah. Mm. One Utah mining town managed to make an incredible comeback after being abandoned. And you might be really surprised to learn which town we're talking about. Park City. Yeah. Because that's like the rich and famous up there. Yeah. It's you know? beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love Park City. Yeah. When we went up to Jordan L, that's there near Park City. Mm-hmm. We had such a good time. It's beautiful. Uh, Park City started as a mining town in 1868. Soldiers were stationed in Utah to protect the U.S. mail and keep an eye on the Mormons. (sighs) (laughs) Sorry. I know. It's it's like wherever. Anything Utah equals Mormons. Yeah. Colonel Patrick Connor sent his men out to to prospect hoping that they'd find some valuable minerals and bring some non-Mormons into the state. In October, they did. The following spring, the Flagstaff Mine was founded and began producing silver, lead, zinc, and gold. Oh, wow. wow. In 1872, a rich vein of silver was found, leading to the opening of an Ontario mine. Park City started to really boom with a new mine. George Hurst 
purchased the mine for $27,000. That's like nothing. I mean, it's a lot to me, but I mean, <laughs> up then, there. And he made $50 million when he, he sold- opened it. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking pictures at it. It would be fun to go here and take okay. a look at that. That would be cool. Okay, definitely. Wow. We're doing this trip. Uh, by the 1800s, Park City was booming. Uh, the first issue of the Park Record was printed in 1880. To this day, it's the oldest continuing publication in the state of Utah. The city got telephone service, built the St. Mary of the Assumption Catholic Church, wow. and installed electric lights. Many new mines popped up. Park City was incorporated in 1884. In 1892, the Silver King Mine was founded and became the largest producing mine in Park City's history. Wow. That is... I had no idea about that up there. That's interesting. That is very interesting. The mine created millionaires. Uh, Susanna Bransford Emery Holmes earned more than a thousand a day from her interest in the mine. Just an interest. Oh my gosh, I have to do the math. $1,000 back then? (laughs) On the on July 15, 1902, 34 miners died in the Delhi West and Ontario mines when a cache of dynamite stored underground exploded. Aww. Oh, gosh. Over the next few decades, the economy dealt Park City several blows and it began to suffer. In July of 1949, all the mines in Park City were closed. More wow. than 1,100 miners were out of work and Park City was considered a ghost town. Through around 1,500 people still live there. Yeah, it's, I mean, now it's like this huge, that's where all the skiing is, basically. Yeah. And they do the Olympics there. Yep, up in Park City, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Though the town would have its ups and downs throughout the next few decades, people continue to move out. Park City was still very much in danger of being abandoned forever. Skiing had been popular in the areas since the early days. The ski industry was responsible for keeping Park City from uh, becoming completely abandoned. Mm. In 1963, the city installed a gondola and chairlift and the Park City Resort was born. I seen that. And every time I want to do the ride, it's closed. Yeah. It's I don't know when to go. But I love to go on it, just Mm -hmm. to go, not to go down or anything. Yeah, just just to see it, mm -hmm. yeah. It was originally called Treasure Mountain Resort. Park West, now Canyons, was founded in 1968. Ski tourism was increasingly popular. Today's Park City is a wonderful blend of modern amenities and mining history. 64 of the preserved buildings on Main Street are on National Registry of Historic Places. So those shops and stuff are all historical. Historical. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I love it. The next stop is Timpanogos Caves and Trails. I've been there. You've been there? I've done the trails. I haven't made it up to the caves. It's, It's so steep. Yeah. I only make quarter of a way <laughs> yeah that's why i've heard you really have to be in shape to you like go have to, or you gotta have all day to do it yeah and all day to come back down well the pictures of it is really beautiful i've heard like really stories of it's just like beautiful. i want to conquer that's on my to-do list like i want to make it all the way up to the caves yeah 
And one day I'm just going to go early and I'm going to just because they have benches Mm -hmm. where you can sit and rest, drink. And because, you know, it's out in the wilderness, I always carry my backpack. And I think that has a lot to do why I get so tired because I have uh, a first aid kit, water, my water, my bear spray. (laughs) Oh, yeah, girl. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So as part of the tour, they always turn off the lights for a minute to show you just how dark the cave is. Imagine if you saw floating orbs of orbs of light and heard moaning sounds. Park visitors and staff claim to have heard both inside this beautiful cave. Timpanogos, Hansen, and Middle Caves were discovered in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Today, thousands of visitors enter the Timpanogos Cave every year. But that's nothing new. Visitors have marveled at the wonders inside the cave for more than 100 years. Uh, So the history of the Timpanogos Cave actually starts uh, with nearby Hansen Cave. It was discovered in 1887 by Martin Hansen. He built a rudimentary trail up the mountain and offered cave tours there from 1888 to 1891. There should be pictures, I think, of him, the original guy. What's his name again? Martin what? Martin Hansen. Um, two 14-year-old boys discovered Timpanogos Cave in 1913. Picture, um, there's a picture of them, James Go, uh, and then Frank Johnson. They're the ones who discovered the cave. How beautiful. Yeah, it, these pictures are really... Oh, here he is right and here. That's the one, yeah. Mm. And then something. The boys were explored, exploring Hansen Cave with a larger group and got bored and began exploring the cliffs outside the cave. While poking around, they dislodged a rock which fell into the cave. James and Frank returned to the group and at Hansen Cave to tell them of their discovery, and the group explored the cave. Not long afterward, a a rock slide covered the entrance to the cave, and later explorers were unable to locate it. The entrance to the cave was unknown for years, until 1921, when Verl Manuel accidentally stumbled upon upon it while he was exploring uh, Hansen Cave. Oh, wow. Manuel and his friends decided to do everything they could to preserve the cave. Oh. So they formed uh, the Payson Alpine Club. And building the trail to the cave was quite an endeavor. It involved lots of ropes and platforms and dynamite to blast away part of the mountain. Wow. To further protect the cave, President Warren Harding established Timpanogos Cave, a national monument. Visitors from all over the country began to visit. Wow. And there's a picture in 1930 to where this group, the group, I think I might have them. But that's amazing. And it's called uh, Caves Keepers. Cave Keepers. Huh. I'll try to find that. Cave keepers, oh, that yeah. To, the, to that guy. But when um when when you said the rock slide did that trap some of those those people in there that no, were oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
The next stop is the Rock Canyon in Provo, the Ooh. Rock Canyon Trail. Uh, Utah has plenty of places that people say are haunted. In most cases, the haunting stories are of people who have died and still linger, scaring the pants off unwitting souls who stumble upon them. Here's a hiking trail in one of Utah's most beautiful places, but people have seen and heard some pretty creepy things along the Rock Canyon haunted hike. Uh, the Rock Canyon Trail in Utah County is absolutely stunning, especially in the fall when autumn foliage mm. turns the palette into rich jewel tone colors. Hikers on the trail love the majestic natural beauty, but on an overcast or stormy day, hikers who say stay out of the trail close to sundown um, have a totally different experience. So it's different at night. That's, I just found this really cool picture and I lost it. It had like fog uh -huh. around it. I don't know what happened. To, oh, there it is. That yeah. one. Yeah. It's oh, kind of yeah. cool. Eerie, but cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say that throughout the years, people have died on that trail. Mm. It's a prop. It's a popular rock climbing spot and several unfortunate climbers have slipped and falling. The first known death that occurred uh, was that of Big Elk, a Ute who led 70 men to fight a Mormon militia over the land dispute. Big Elk and several of his men were wounded in battle and headed into Rock Canyon to escape. Big Elk died of his wounds near the mouth of the canyon. His wife tried to climb to escape the militia, but fell to her death. Squay, Squaw Peak is named after her. Oh, that's so sad. Hikers along the trail have reported seeing and hearing some strange things, especially during bad weather, including sounds of drums beating, footsteps, and blood-curling screams. Oh, gosh. That's got to be freaky-deaky. Oh. Some say that they hear a wailing of a woman, perhaps the wife of Big Elk. Yeah. Could be. Many have reported that they see a man wearing clothing from the 1970s. When he first spotted, he perched high on the cliff. He comes running straight down the mountain and then disappears. Mm, that would be fun to see. Mm, a soldier, probably. <laughs> yeah. The creek may be haunted by a small girl. People claim to see her playing on the rocks in the middle of the water. She's often singing or humming to herself. As they get near, she vanishes. I feel like her, she drowned. Probably. That's and why she's she trapped there at mm -hmm. the creek. The eerie history of the canyon where many climbers have died and murders are rumored to have taken place may have led to this hauntings. Uh, folks in, the, in these parts say that uh, they've seen the apparition of, of a man in the 1970s or 1980s clothing standing on a rock peak, uh, then running very quickly down the mountain. Some say that when you leave the area, a spooky feeling seems to follow you. Oh, that's nice. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's that one. So the next stop is Silver Fork Lodge, uh, 1133 Big Cottonwood Canyon Road, Brighton, Utah. Guests at the Silver Fork Lodge at Brighton report feeling cold spots throughout the hotel, 
along with a general feeling of discomfort. Late at night, footsteps and whispers are supposedly heard right inside guest rooms. Staff reports objects being moved and electronics and light, lights flickering mm-hmm. and turning themselves on and off. If you're driving through Big Cottonwood Canyon in the dark, watch for a ghostly hitchhiker who Ooh. appears on the road. As she walks right toward your car, she disappears in the fog. But that would freak you out because you think someone is actually walking towards your car. Yeah. Oh, wow. Take a drive 11, milli- um, 11 miles up Big Cottonwood Canyon. And you'll find Silver Fort Lodge and Restaurant. That'll be a nice place to go and eat. Yeah, I think so. Mm, The pictures of it are really pretty. I bet. I bet the place is stunning. I I don't doubt that. Um, It's been in business since 1947. And it's a longtime favorite with skiers and locals. Step inside and you'll find a homey, warm dining room with a roaring fire in the fireplace during winter months. In the spring, summer, and fall, dine on the deck surrounded by pine trees. Check out the hummingbirds who Mm. visit their feeders all day long. I would totally love it. I love (laughs) the hummingbird. Uh, So Silver Fork Lodge is a popular spot for dining in the canyon, so be prepared for a bit of a wait, especially on weekends. It's worth it. It's an all-day trip. And you can do all the stops. Nice. I so want to do this. Yeah, this sounds cool. And just looking at pictures, like, as you were talking and stuff. We have to upload those. Those will be totally, totally amazing. It's, like, really cool. I stopped once when Karina came with Jaden. It was in the middle of the mountains. uh, But we took it from the Hoggle Zoo. Uh-huh. And we went on those trails coming back. There was a restaurant there. It was beautiful. Oh, wow. And we were outside eating and there was birds everywhere. It was beautiful. I don't know if that's hmm. maybe it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And I didn't know. But I we just thought because we were tired, we, got, we had to use the bathroom. So it was beautiful, though. Yeah. It was mm. worth it. Went with my mom when she wasn't was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, people. Thank you so much for joining us. This was cool. Uh, The sites where you can find us are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Index, Deezer, Listen Notes, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcasts, RSS.com, and TuneIn. Yes. And then please email us at whathappensafterdarkll at gmail.com. Share your stories, comments, what you want to hear. We've been begging you guys now that we're on season two. We still haven't gotten anything, so we hope that someday somebody will send us something. Yes. Um, You can look us up on Facebook. Um, It's under Luna Wad, W-H-A-D, Lee. Instagram is what happens after dark LL and TikTok is WAD W H A D twelve ten. Yay. Yep. And then our Patreon site. Oh yes. Come and donate. We're on, on patreon.com and it's under what happens after dark. And you know, if you donate, you're going to, you know, of course we're going to compensate you. We're going to do something special for you, yes. but it also helps us to improve too. So, yes, but yeah, this was an awesome tale. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank you so much. And 
Bye. 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 <laughs> Peace out, people. Peace out, people. Oh, okay, good. <laughs>